0: Hello and welcome to Oxford EdChat. These sessions are recorded in Twitter spaces and hosted by Oxford University Press.
1: Hi, hi, hi. I'm Aaron Wilkes, 25 years experience working in schools as a teacher, a department, faculty leader. I'm the PGC lead at the University of Warwick and I'm an author for OUP, their Key Stage 3 series, uh, which includes the new Key Stage 3 depth studies that we're going to talk a little bit about today. I co-own the history journal, practicalhistories.com, and I'm delighted to be joined by Shilina Patel. So over 13 years, I think, in the classroom, Shilina, is that right?
2: Yes, that is right.
1: Yeah, I'm currently Head of Teaching and Learning and leader of the ITT programme at a school in London. Silver Pearson Teaching Award for Outstanding Teacher of the Year 2018. Uh, GG2 Inspire Award 2021, is that right, Shilina?
2: Uh, 2021, yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, um, we need we need to be relatively accurate with dates, don't we, me and you? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> what we doing right now, uh, featuring in the Guardian, the Times, BBC Radio, and your Insta. I've, that's a word I've just learned, Insta. Um, Insta <laughs> at the History Corridor. Is that right?
2: Yes, at the History Corridor. Absolutely, it's where
1: you can find me most of the time. And your first book, I'm, I've been doing a bit. Of, is it called The History Lessons? Published in? It 10? is called The History Lessons. Yes. Okay, 23, 24, that, I think yes. that, hmm, that's right. Okay, well, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me, and welcome to people that have joined on the line. Um, so, Shalina and I have been working on a new Key Stage 3 student book for OUP, the British Empire, and that, that's part of a, it's a new series of four Key Stage 3 textbooks, and, um, the British Empire one that Shalina and I have been working closely on is out in April 23, so quite soon. Then African Kingdoms follows in June, then Fight for Rights in Modern Britain, with case studies on, let me go for these, there's four. Women's rights, disability rights, LGBTQ plus rights, and Black British rights in July 23. And then there's a book on migration uh, in August the interest in these books has been has been huge it's really really positive so I'm gonna start if I would Shalina just with a a bit of a sort of a general question really Mm. why why do you think there's so much interest in these sorts of books
2: yeah, I think it's definitely something that you know. I know that there'll be there'll be lots of people you know listening in who will know that you know this has been a long. It's been a long journey of sort of you know, yeah. diversifying the curriculum, mm-hmm. decolonizing the curriculum, etc. I think we can all agree that you know, over over lockdown in particular, um, there was a real sort of public interest in this yeah. you know i think we can all remember the you know edward Ed, no one knew who edward colston was uh you know the public at large certainly didn't anyway and that mm-hmm. really changed things didn't it got people to reflect on what they had learned at school what what bits they didn't didn't know and the it seemed very glaringly obvious that the empire was something certainly that lots of people didn't really remember learning about yeah. at school um and i think it's something you know that just led to a lot of soul searching didn't it yeah. in kind of a- across everywhere um and I think we can all agree that was sort of the time that really kick-started it and of course what so many of us I'm sure were in that scenario at that point thinking well you know we are teaching this stuff in schools you know, yeah. I know that there's probably yeah. lots of people listening that thinking well thinking feeling feel my slight frustration with that sometimes Is actually there are so yeah. many of us who are doing that and I think sometimes people can assume that just because they didn't learn something at school they think that that's what kids are learning now.
1: Yeah, that's um, slightly frustrating. I think a lot of history teachers at that time mm-hmm. that were sort of reflecting on, on on the newspapers saying, saying that, that why, why aren't they teaching this at school? And yes. some that were were going, oh my goodness, give me strength. Yeah
2: yeah absolutely um Um, but i think what is great is is the conversation i think what what that has what what has definitely happened is i think i've noticed that there's so much more sort of sharing and shouting out about these kinds of resources and i think that's what's brilliant i think is that you know the history of teaching communities really come together to share and that and that has come to fruition via these textbooks definitely which is really really exciting
1: yeah i think so i thought i thought the historical association 20 i think it's 2021 survey was really interesting mm, yeah 87 percent uh, of schools in the survey it's not 87 percent of schools but schools surveyed reported as making sort of big changes mm. to their three curriculum in recent years to to address issues of diversity and they gave examples don't they of those sort of dimensions of diversity yeah. inclusion of women disabled people um, LGBTQ plus histories, Black and Asian histories, and I thought what was interesting too were the, the reasons for change. That and, and that brings it back to what we were, to, what really you were talking about earlier, which is that the, the reasons, such as there was a sense of social justice, yes. and to better represent recent events, was another reason that they that they that they said as well. And I thought that was I thought that was quite interesting, and there's clearly that desire for schools to give the fuller picture. They To highlight the the often ignored contributions of often marginalised people.
2: Yes. Exactly, and I think it was that kind of, you know, it was that sort of hidden, you know, the kind of the hidden histories, the sort of, you know, the the great stuff that happens from, you know, like the meanwhile elsewhere. um, Yeah, and I feel like all of those things you know have really just been pushed into the rightly so into the Mm -hmm. forefront um and you're right it's those you know it's those marginalized voices and it's that widening of the curriculum and you know Mm -hmm. i think we have to acknowledge as well that you know there's there's a lot you know i do a lot of training with schools around the country about decolonizing and there's a lot of misconceptions out there about what it means (laughs) you know and that's what these textbooks are going to do these textbooks are absolutely going to provide the brilliant resources for people you know that will really help them you know with their key Stage three curriculum which is going to be really really brilliant
1: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, I know it's something that we, we're both pretty proud of. Um, it's interesting that actually, I, I, at the University of Warwick, we offer up several. So even with sort of the next generation as well, we offer up several choices of assignment. Their first assignment from the PGCE trainees, and and there's one on there's one about history being a vehicle for literacy. There's another about teaching sensitive issues which we can actually touch on later Mm. and and the third option that we give them for an assignment is about exploring the extent history curricula reflects diversity and inclusivity and actually hands down that one is the most popular assignment Mm. by a country mile so there is that there is that interest and bearing in mind a lot of these are 21 22 23 year olds so certainly the next generation coming through are particularly interested in this as well which is really encouraging
2: yeah we've noticed that when we've uh, when we've Mm. interviewed you know ects and that was Mm. actually one of the big reasons why we (laughs) employed the ects that we have this year because they were Mm, really passionate and genuinely really interesting we saw that in their lessons as well you know that they that they really did but you know they really did sort of have a passion for um for genuinely you know diversifying and widening the curriculum which is which Mm. is great it's so great to that you've got that as an assignment as well. It's really yeah. just comes at the forefront, it's such an important issue for us as history teachers.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's round, yeah, we teach we teach, we've got about three subject sessions on 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 the you know, issues and subject, and it is it's great that it's really popular. So, so just just as I as I mentioned, we're we you know, we're working on this book on the British Empire. So why should why should we study it? What mm. what are students gaining from this? Why should mm. schools make space for it?
2: yeah what do you think? oh big question there's a couple of things i think you cannot remove <laughs> the british empire from british history and, and actually related to that i think you know the british empire is inextricably linked and connected to so many things that everyone's already teaching yes you know yes. and that's the reality of it isn't it is that actually it's interesting you said you know why should we make space for it and i think it's interesting because actually it's almost like the 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 context is all, all already there you know yeah. if you're teaching the tudors then well you know that's you know the beginnings you know that's really yeah. the beginnings yeah, yeah. of you know yeah. of the empire you know if you, you, you can't not teach there's nobody here that's not teaching world war one and world war two right yeah. um in which case you know you've got the empire inextric- inextricably linked mm-hmm. there as well so i think that's the thing is that why side the empire well it's 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 everywhere yeah, the empire is everywhere in, every, in everything that we teach, and it's just about bringing that context to the students, and that's really what this um, yeah. what this textbook is going to help with. Because there's, you know, the beginning of this textbook is all is all about kind of the the ideas, the idea of what is an empire, what have yeah. where you know where have we seen empires, and it really it gives from? them that context.
1: Yeah. What, yeah. yeah, why did countries want them? Mm, What's the, exactly. Yeah, what, yeah, where did it come from? Yeah, there are big questions that we have yeah. um, throughout the book. Um, and i think i think a study of the british empire allows schools to answer some of the questions mm-hmm. that they're asking of their yes. own curriculum yes. so you know uh, uh, there, there, there are questions being discussed in meetings you know is <laughs> is the cultural heritage of all students witty yes. represented in our yeah. curriculum of people in modern bit- britain reflected in our curriculum um is Is our curriculum reflective of local, national, international perspectives and one that avoids these white, Eurocentric only views? Do do, do the materials we use reflect up-to-date scholarship? Is the scholarship drawn from diverse and representative groups? I mean, and I think the Empire allows you to kind of actually answer those questions. It's a chance to reflect. The cultural heritage of some of the yeah. students in, Abs- in the room. A-
2: absolutely and you know I, I actually saw that this week um, no, because no. I was teaching year eight I was teaching year eight about Mughal India and they were just there were students in there that were mm-hmm. speaking to me about well you know we're, we're making links with their own cultural heritage of mm-hmm. mine uh, you know and asking me all they were asking me all kinds of all kinds of yeah. questions that they you know that they they wouldn't they wouldn't they felt you could see that they felt so connected yeah. to this history um but also i want to talk about something you just said aaron which is which is also that i think the reason why i studied the british empire is because we can see what the absence of, of teaching the british empire yeah. the impact of that
1: yeah, that's right there's so
2: because i think there's so much misunderstanding for example about britain's role in the slave trade isn't there yeah,
1: yeah and that's absolutely. because
2: of the absence of really interrogating that history because it's so often seen as american and not british you know so i think that's also the thing is by not studying it actually you get you're get you gonna have some serious problems with students understanding i think as well
1: and you know what as well it it on on a a basic level as well it allows us to do those kind of macro things those big things that we want young people to be able to do in history Mm. you know we want young people to ask perceptive questions. We yeah. want them to think critically. We want them to weigh evidence. We want them to sift through arguments. We want them to develop perspective and, and judgment. And actually, a stu- this does, the study of the British Empire does all of that, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And I, th- and I think, you know, actually, you know, we also sort of think about the skills that just the general skills that our young yeah. people need. And you're absolutely right. You know, with the, you know, with the amount of sort of scholarship and interpretation, et cetera, yeah. that there's been around the empire. It's so it's such a, a brilliant kind of context to to really skill them up for the future, yeah. because, you know, our students need to be able to interrogate, you know, the origin yeah. of the origin yeah. of sources and, and see all of these things.
1: Yeah. Just something I wanted to pick pick up with you and I, I know you speak about this a lot and it and, and you've mentioned it and we mentioned it a couple of times about the historical scholarship of mm. the British Empire. Mm. So, so you're in a good place to comment on this. What's the current state of this? Mm. So How has it changed in recent years? What, yeah. you know, what what impact would it have on the teaching of the empire?
2: Yeah. I think we, we are, as history teachers, we're just living in such an exciting time really. uh, in terms of what, you know, in terms of what historians are writing about, about the empire. And I think, I think the key thing really is that, is that we've got so much, we've got so much scholarship out there that is really centering those marginalized voices. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what's really, really exciting. You know, and I think, but also I think what's really interesting, and that's why, that's why I think you know, a book like Empire Land by Satnam Sangera, for example. Yeah, yeah. What I love about that book is that he, his book is also about his journey of yeah. learning and understanding empire, and he kind of does it in a way that yeah, makes it's people really feel
1: my experience as well. Which yeah, is yeah,
2: absolutely. And it, and it's that, and I found that such an interesting way yeah. to come yeah. to sort of, uh, you know, to sort of. He was kind of he was making it so clear that he was learning alongside everybody else, which I think is which is brilliant i also think that i think that there's so many people out there who are kind of finding these really interesting stories um or aspects of empire so for example a great friend of mine kavita puri she has done so much work on adding individual voices to the story of partition
1: they're reflected in the in our book aren't they yes, those, they are yeah absolutely with, with where people talk in 2022 about the yeah. about, still about the trauma of partition yeah.
2: Absolutely. And I think, you know, that. I think, you know, unfortunately for so many you know events within the Empire, you know, we're not able to speak to people that experience mm-hmm. it. But she's done yeah. such a fantastic job mm-hmm. over the last few years of, of, you know, of coming at that history in a, in a really, really interesting way. So yeah. I think this I think the scholarship is really is really exciting because I think, again, it's like I said, it's we've got so many people out there that are kind of centering uh, centering those marginalized voices. You know, and I think oh, I think obviously we have to acknowledge that there are plenty of people out there that don't like the fact that there is a, you know, that there is all of this scholarship happening, you know, because it's. You know, because it's not maybe telling the story. You know, the night, the sanitised version of the empire and the reality of it. We
1: take things on. We take things on in the book, don't we? Yeah. You know, in just to sort of divert slightly to our Australia case study. Yes. You know, we uh, Indigenous Australian historians, for example, we, you know, we take on the great statue debate. The, the, I mean, to be really topical, the Australia Day invasion day Mm -hmm. issue that was that was in the news last week. You know, you know, the trauma of topics such as partition and and getting back to Australia this that you know to make it very current and we talked about trauma of partition and australian and the trauma of the stolen generations is- absolutely
2: and um, i also think there's there's some aspects of the empire that are not that in the you know some of the spreads that i love in this textbook are about the about um, the rebellions that happened across the empire yeah, yeah. you know case yeah. studies like the boxer rebellion for example and and you yeah. know and i think those kinds of case studies are so interesting mm. because actually the, i've not seen these kinds of these kinds of case studies being mentioned in, in textbooks before mm at all so i think it's it's so exciting actually this book is going to allow people to really i think also there's going to be elements of it that's going to allow people that may you know to hear about hear about things and people you know events and people that they've maybe never come across and hopefully they'll deep dive into those because i think the students are going to find them so fascinating
1: just just again picking up on sort of what we were talking about a moment ago we i mentioned sort of teaching sensitive or potentially Mm -hmm. contentious topics So what advice would you give to a teacher who's concerned about teaching sensitive, potentially contentious Mm -hmm. topics as, as, you know, we talked about partition, but they're you know, as part of their teaching of the British Empire?
2: Yeah, I think I think part of it, especially if you're kind of at the beginning of your journey of, of teaching the empire, yeah. I think I think we can all we all know, don't we, that as a t- as a classroom teacher, if you're standing in front of the students and feeling feeling confident about what you're going to talk about, then that's key. And for me, I think what's really important is you know, like we've just re- circling back to the last question, you know, I think diving into some of the scholarship on the British Empire so that you sort yeah. of have got that that underpin. But also, we're so lucky to be living in a time where there are so many brilliant podcasts, especially. Actually. Yeah. That are, and i find that podcasts are such a brilliant cpd actually and in our mm. department we're always sharing you know different different podcasts that we listen to for example we take partition like you just said you know listening to partition voices by kavita puri yeah. is brilliant i know that in the book we'd give uh, there's lots of uh, references to empire um with anita ananda william darren paul
1: yeah, I mean that, um, that just goes from strength to strength oh it's fantastic it? It's absolutely yeah. yeah So i think
2: if if you are embarking on these on these sensitive topics i think first of all feeling confident in in yeah. in your own understanding is really important and then i also think that you know when we're thinking about when we thinking about teaching these topics i think it's also just really really important to because obviously we're talking about departments of people not just individual teachers to really have yeah. a conversation in your department about the language as well yeah um, so like you just said aaron i think you know it's what's so brilliant in this book is that there are, you know, um there are kind of so many references to indigenous indigenous people, sources that they have written themselves, etc. Yeah. Thinking about language is, is so is so important here. And so, you know, when we're talking about enslaved people, for example, you know, making sure yeah. that everyone's using that kind of terminology, make sure that everyone is aware of, of you know, the, the language around, like you said, around kind of Australia, etc. as well so I think yeah having that, having those conversations and just making sure that everyone's on the same page
1: I think is yeah. really really important I think, yeah I mean uh, I think I think when when you know better you do better don't yeah. you, when you <laughs> yeah. so, so I think you've got to be able to you've got to be willing to rethink and relearn and reflect yes. and you know you and, and of course you've got to know your class you, yes. the maturity level the, the types of students you know I suppose it's know yourself know your students know your community it's, it's it's that sort of thing as well isn't it when you yeah. when you're teaching sensitive i mean we always stress that you know there are some basic it, i think when you're teaching these these sort of sensitive controversial topics i think you perhaps establish ground rules yeah you know, absolutely. You, you, it helps create this atmosphere of respect and tolerance and it's important, I think, you discuss these beforehand, and, and ideally, ideally, I guess, you'd co-construct them with the students. Yeah, absolutely. You know, things like you never leave intolerant remarks unchallenged or unexplored. Mm-hmm. you know, if you, it's the old, you know, if you walk past something, you can don't, you, 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 yeah. you know, you, you support it, don't you? If you ignore something hateful, this teaches students that intolerance and trivialising are okay absolutely Um, and i think being transparent
2: with the students as well going back to what we said earlier which is explaining to them that you know that actually what what we are learning about in terms of the empire is incredibly important understanding the the, you know the story of the story of this country and explaining why you know for me you know i work in a school where 90 percent of the students are from an ethnic minority Mm -hmm. background so i say look we're going to explain why we are all here you know and that gets them every time
1: and we and we know we know don't we that that young people feel young people should feel represented in the stories they learn about and the literature they read. You know, and if we want our students to recognize and understand and celebrate the society we live in, it's time to integrate that as they walk through the door. And you know, know, it's important that we sort of open up the study of the past beyond the Narrow
2: timelines. Yeah, and for me, it's it's that idea of you know mirrors and windows. You know, so for me, no. certainly when I'm teaching the Empire, it's you know it's it's a mirror in terms. You know, for me and my that what my classes look like. But equally, if I worked in a school yeah. that wasn't as diverse, it, it's it's a window. You know, yeah. it's, it's and yeah. so I think it's so important that it yeah. doesn't matter what kind of school you teach in, what your students look like. This history is incredibly central to the you know the history of this country and therefore it is incredibly important that we teach it and this book this textbook is absolutely going to help people
1: with that thank you uh yeah we yeah we're proud of it and, and it's and and i've been told i've just had a ping through that there's 10 discount on them as well oh, um, there go. terms and conditions apply i'm not going to read them out because i don't know them um but you know you can you can back all of the lot if you like i think F- finally then Ch- Chilina, Um the, we talked earlier. The British Empire has long been taught as a topic, not by yeah. all. But mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. so what different? When, what what's different when we teach today? What what should uh, be different? Perhaps. What What are people going to think? What, yeah. what are people going to see as different?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, I think it is, I think one of the key things really is that we've absolutely moved away from this kind of balance sheet idea, you know, this idea that here are the good things, you know, and I always say, but the railways, you know, and I always say to people, you know, you can't balance massacres with railways. It's just, you know, we can't be doing that. So it's, we're absolutely (laughs) moving away from that, which is incredibly important. And I think it's about, it's about sort of re, re re-centering, you know, the, the voices of the colonised yes um, and that's certainly what's incredibly important and i think what's really brilliant about this book as well is that it's not just you know talking about um, the people that you would normally associate with this struggle you know it's also thinking about other 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 marginalized groups within that as well yeah. you know so think yeah. about women for example yeah. you know within you know within within all of these things and that's why if you if you guys have noticed the front of the textbook it's got Gandhi but it's got Sarojini Naidu in a purple yeah. sari yeah. you know one of my favorite women in history mm-hmm. and that for me reflects what this book is about actually because it's not just it's not the story it's not it, it's not just the stories that you that that you that you know that we know already about the empire there are so many fantastic yes. figures in here and i think that's what's different now is just the the amount of the, the different types of events like i said you know the or the, you know the kind of rebellions and resistance that there was within the empire which is certainly not something that was really that's really been acknowledged hugely until now i don't think so i think that's what's different now we it's yeah. it's about widen it's about widening the story and not trying to make it a sort of you know tick box balance sheet but it's about yeah. Yeah. allowing the students to really interrogate Interrogate this context. I
1: think that authentic voices is something I know we've worked on. You know, there's 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 agency given to the indigenous populations of the colonies. You know, we we, we want them to tell their story as well. And we yeah. you know we look at the impact on real people. Uh, and I know that's something you were particularly keen to push, yes. weren't you? Yes. You know, the, 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 the real stories from real people. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Hi, Erin and Shalina. We do have a few questions. The first one is. What year group would you advise for teaching British Empire?
2: Really good question. Um,
0: yeah. So I personally uh, teach, we
2: do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of Empire, British Empire stuff in year eight, um, in particular. Um, and also that then f- uh, filters into year nine when we look at the world wars,
1: um, yeah. etc. No, feel... yeah. yeah.
2: Would you agree with that?
1: yeah i would i would there are some really there are mature themes in and you know mm-hmm. just, you, shouldn't, you know students shouldn't shy away from mature themes but i think it best fits in terms of what a lot of schools do is like with content um and i, I just think it feels that it fits better you know we said about knowing your class and and, and knowing the maturity level and i feel it fits better in that kind of year eight year nine zone really yeah that's, that's what i would say personally i agree with you Shaleen, yeah. yeah
2: and if we're sort of thinking about these this new this new series of books then you know i would say you know african kingdoms something to, to do in year seven yeah, so yeah. that by the time they get to year eight and yeah. look in the british empire book and look at you know the slave trade etc they've 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 covered you know um they've covered Af- you know some african history prior to mm-hmm. uh, prior to looking at the slave trade, which obviously is incredibly important um for the students mm-hmm. to do so yeah, Year that eight, feels,
1: definitely. That feels about right. Yeah.
0: yeah, That's really useful advice. Thank you. I uh, do have another question for you. Is which of the case studies did you most enjoy writing about, Aaron?
1: Well, oh, um, the <laughs> the thing I, I've written quite a bit over the years, and um, and you tend to get incredibly involved in in each of them as you're writing them. So you know we start with america we go to india and then we look at uh, australia and um and uh, africa uh it's like being asked to pick your favorite child um that's particularly difficult they, they each have their, you know the nuances and the, you know the things that i particularly love about them they've they've all got great little stories in um and it's not just those four like chilena mentioned earlier we do we do pick up on other things. We talk about we talk about Afghanistan. We talk about you know the, the, you know the boxes, We talk about China. We talk about Ireland as well. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth a little bit on that one by saying that <laughs> by saying that um, by saying that it's being asked it's been, it's like being asked to pick my favourite child. Um, so yeah, yeah, they, they, I like them all.
0: <laughs> Thank you for not picking your favourite child. <laughs>
1: um... Yeah. I've um, got one
0: uh, that's what just come in, in for Shalina, mm, exactly. and it is, what are the biggest barriers or challenges you find teachers facing in schools when you're mm. training on decolonisation of the curriculum? Mm.
2: I would say two things. Um, first of all, um, as I said before, I think there's a lot of, mis- there are so many misconceptions out there about what decolonising means. And I think that to a lot of some people are quite scared of it because I think they think that that means deleting every PowerPoint they've ever made you know, and sort of, and starting from scratch. I think that's why I think I liked Aaron's question before, about how do we make space for the empire? Um, you know, because I think that's it's a really, it's a really important way to think about it. And I think the other thing is, is that, is, is uh, the classic teacher problem, which is time. Yeah. Um, you know, is that I'll get, you know, I'll ask, I'll be asked to go and do an inset with the school. And I always say to the head teacher, you know, I, I need some guarantees from you that after I've gone, you will provide time for your departments to do this and it will be regularly revisited. Um, as well because it's not like you can't just download a scheme of work and then the decolonising work is done you know it's a constant cycle of reflection um, as we've said earlier Uh, so I think that's kind of the really big um, yeah the the, the sort of the biggest barrier I would say but I have to say whenever I go and speak to schools, schools are so keen to do this work um, and you know textbooks like these um, are really really going to help teachers um, with this.
0: Brilliant thank you Shalina. There's one here for Aaron, actually, which is with so much to cover in these areas of study, how did you choose what to include in the books?
1: It's the case of speaking to teach. I mean, so much is covered. I mean, there's four main case studies, but we cover so much more. And we reflect and we make links to different things all the time. So in any book, there is a limit to wording and there is a limit to page numbers and those sorts of things. But we we feel we do it justice. We... We talk at Shalina and I talk and, we, and, the, and the OUP team talk at length about about the the must haves and we have the must haves if that makes sense. So yeah, um, we 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 just think that we've got an inclu- really inclusive book. There's going to be areas where you know there's going to be areas where we don't reflect and we don't develop as much as perhaps we could have done if we'd have had a book of 500 pages. But we feel we've got the empire story. Don't know whether you wanted to pick up on that, Shalina.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I think when you when you look at the at the book as a whole, I think there's there's so there's so mm-hmm. many different parts of the empire that are covered yeah. you know like you mentioned ireland for example you know it's not something that we've seen necessarily um hugely covered in in in, in textbooks mm-hmm. before so i think yeah i think it's giving. i think this the textbook is giving a really good range of different examples um which is and i think like i said i think even if there's you know even if there's just a key uh, you know even if there's just a key fact on a page that mentions a new person i can guarantee you that as a teacher you'll want to look into that person more you know so i think it's i think the book is also a springboard for people to be able to look into these stories in even more detail as well.
1: Well, you know, can I just can I just give my huge thanks to uh, Shalina for, for joining me and being brilliant just in general.
2: Thanks for having me, Aaron. It's been It's been brilliant well, it's nice to work,
1: for, to work on this. Just remember, um, um, at the History Corridor is your Instagram, yes. isn't it? Yes, yes it is. Thank you so much. Um, take care of everyone. Enjoy your tea, enjoy your evening. Um, and um, we shall see you soon. Brilliant. Thanks, everyone. Thank you both very
0: much. I should just jump on to point people to at OUP Secondary for updates. Do follow us there for updates on the new series of books and discussions around these topics. As Aaron said, we do have a 10% discount on pre-orders. There's a promotional Mm -hmm. code, which is KS3History. It's an offer that's available to UK schools until the 30th of April 2023. Do follow OUP Secondary and we'll be tweeting out a link to that page later. So, huge thank you to Erin and Shanina for such an interesting discussion this evening. Thank you to everyone for coming, and we'll sign off now and enjoy the rest of your evening.